Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. The premier baseball show in Chicago. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel. This is only his 40th game of the year, so he's missed half. He hits a towering drive to deep left. This ball is going to be a fair ball and long gone. That hit off the facing of the third deck just fair, and it had to be somewhere in the 480-foot neighborhood, if not farther. Wow. Here's the 2-2, fly ball deep left field, back goes Hap. This ball is gonna leave the yard. Donaldson, a line drive home run to left. Now that's not gonna be out of most big league parks, but in straightaway left field, it's no more than 340, maybe 350 feet. And that low liner just kept on sailing. Landed in the second row, and it's a home run for Donaldson. A little pop fly, shallow center. Bader coming in, makes a diving catch to end the ball game. Bader a diving grab. The ball game is over, and the Yankees have beaten the Cubs by a score of six to three. Baseball players come in all shapes and sizes. Muscled out into center for a base hit, and the Cardinals have the early lead, one to nothing. In the air, left field and deep. Sheets leaping, he can't get it. It's a home run. Just the eighth of the year for Walker. He's driven in his 25th, his second hit of the day, and gives the Cardinals an extra run on that lead. Runs it down, and the Cardinals beat the Sox 3-0 for basically a bullpen day. The pitching staff kept this team in the game, and they had a shot in the night. It's time for Hit and Run with your host, Matt Spiegel. Good morning, baseball people. How are you? A little bit after 9 o'clock on a Sunday morning, and that means it's me. Matt Spiegel here with you on Hit and Run. An honor, a pleasure, a privilege to talk baseball with you in this unique two-team town. And we will do so until noon. Sean Sears, good morning. Throw the phone lines open. We will talk to the peoples, if they so desire, about our two baseball teams who both find themselves eight games back in their respective divisions Right now, today, the Cubs have played 88 games and are 41 and 47, eight games back of the first place Cincinnati Reds, six back of the Milwaukee Brewers, those two teams playing against each other. So tricky to pick up lots of ground, but possible to pick up ground on both, theoretically, if you win, which the Cubs did on Friday night but did not do yesterday. Cincinnati and Milwaukee, by the way, play six more times before the trade deadline after the All-Star break. There are seven games, including today, between the Reds and the Brewers. So if the Cubs can go on a little bit of a run after the All-Star break, maybe Jed Hoyer and Carter Hawkins will lean towards the buy side. Interesting how that is not declared as of yet, but everybody seems to think that that's what they want to do should the standings cooperate. We will discuss. Meanwhile, other side of town, the White Sox have played 
91 games. They are 38 and 53, 15 games back, and still somehow just eight games back of the first place Cleveland Guardians in the division, who are a game over 500. Minnesota is right at 500 at 45 and 45. Sox seven and a half behind them. Five and a half back of Cleveland is Detroit. So the Sox two and a half back of the Tigers, who threw a combined no-hitter yesterday, as closed out by former Cubs prospect Alex Lang, who has turned into a very good closer there in Detroit. Who did, who did they get for Alex Lang? Uh, was it the lefty reliever Justin Wilson? Is that who they got for Alex Lang? The it Cubs? was uh, Nick Castellanos, actually. Oh, it was the Castellanos mm-hmm. trade. Okay, well, I had to look this up last night too. That feels a little better. A lot of a lot of trades and potential trades with the Tigers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that that feels a little better. Should have kept Castellanos, but that's for another story and another show along the way. So meanwhile, that's where we are right now. Both teams eight games back, and you know what the storylines are. Um, later on in the show, Jim Deshays is going to join us from Yankee Stadium a place where he made his Major League debut in 1984. So we'll talk to J.D. about the Cubs and Yankee Stadium and some stuff like that around 10. And then Dan Evans, the former assistant GM for the White Sox, former GM for the Los Angeles Dodgers, and the COO of the Field of Dreams site. He's in town for the Sabre Conference, uh, the Sabre Seminar, Sabre 51, which is over at the Palmer House, um, concluding this morning with their big board meeting. I was over there on Friday at a very good time, saw some cool stuff that I want to talk to you about at some point during the show. And Danny Evans will be here to discuss things, maybe in studio. He might walk over on this absolutely freaking beautiful Sunday morning. Folks, I took my bike, or a bike, I should say, from the South Loop and took my time, wore my helmet into the building and into the elevator just for safety purposes. Just got to make sure we stay safe uh, all along the way. And now I'm here to talk to you at 312-644-6767. That's the phone number that you can dial or you can text as the text zone is uh, something that does not apparently exist anymore. But anyway, um, when you dial and call, the score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. We are broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Okay, so first, um, on, on the White Sox, frustratingly close loss yesterday. It's 3 nothing, but Andrew Vaughn almost hit a three-run homer away by inches. Jordan Walker, the bomb that you heard there in the open, that kid is the real deal, in my opinion. Nolan Arenado, great baseball player, made a couple of plays this week coming in on balls, one with barehanded. Um, in fact, both barehanded. One was an out, one was not, but the play was great, just the same and the two home runs that he had on Friday. In terms of the White Sox, um, Tiki Tuki Toussaint. Tuki Toussaint is a nice story and a totally viable Major League Baseball pitching find. Tuki is like, he's one of those guys, a former first-round pick, bounced around. You still see the high heat there at 94, 95, able to get some people out when he hangs around on the bottom end of the zone and Keeps his stuff ground ball friendly and gettable. Tuki Toussaint is, it's, it's one of those guys who absolutely could have a nice run here with the White Sox and maybe even be part of the rotation next year. And, and not a front end of the rotation guy, but it's one of those guys that like a, a, a pitching infrastructure is happy to find and work with. And so a, kind of a nice story to me to see that going on. But the White Sox overall are so incredibly frustrating, as we know. And the overall is what none of us can get out of our minds, right? The deadline is coming. Bob Nightingale talked about it this week. The unhappy players, the likelihood of maybe six of them being dealt by the deadline. I think we'd all be surprised if that is not the case. The question is, what happens beyond that? What happens after that at this point? Because, look, it'd have to be a crazy sort of magical run for the White Sox between now and the 31st of July to have it not be a sell-off. It should be a sell-off. But what happens after that is the question. You know, I was going to get to this later, but I think it's, it's part and parcel of the conversation regarding the White Sox, and we'll get to the Cubs in a minute. 
But, Sean, go ahead and cue up Steve Stone from the Parkins and Spiegel show on Friday. Do I think it's conceivable? I think anything's conceivable. Hold on one second. I want to set it up, though. Because what, what, I, what I asked Stoney was um, a dream that our producer and our, our guy Chris Tannehill had voiced a little bit earlier in the show, which is that maybe once the sell-off happens and you're not going to sell off the big pieces— you know, like, I don't think you'll sell off Dylan Cease. Shouldn't sell off Luis Robert. Some of the other super young and super cheap possible, um, you know, excellent MLB players, be it Vaughn or, you know, some other folks like that you're not going to sell off. Tanny's dream was that somebody from another organization would come in as the new baseball boss and be creative and tweak a roster that still has some good major league pieces on it and turn them into a contender sooner rather than later. And I, I voiced that dream to Steve Stone, and here was the response. Do I think it's conceivable? I think anything's conceivable. Do I think it's going to happen? No, I don't. Um, but as far as uh, trading guys that you don't think are going to be part of your future, and that's really important. You know, trading is not as easy as a lot of people make it out to be for the simple reason that you can trade anybody. And I don't think there's an untouchable. I mean, if let's say that Otani had a contract and they wanted to trade him even up for Luis Robert Jr., well, I would pack up Luis and get Otani here. That's not going to happen as we know it. But that's to illustrate that there's nobody untouchable. But that being said, there's certain guys you're not going to shop, and Luis Robert is one of those guys. Nobody's going to, you know, going to give you an Otani comparable player for Luis Robert. So he stays here. And I think there's enough young talent to build around when you – when you look at the guys that you would like to move, and then you ask yourself, if I move this guy, what am I getting in return? You know, where are our needs? And I think, you know, we can look around, we can specify some of those certainly, but right now those decisions, again, have not been made yet. So don't look for another boss because I don't think that's in the offing. Oh, really? Okay, so you you think that whoever is here now is going to be here going forward? I think that the major players that are here now will be here going forward. Okay. So that is the frustration that lies behind. And I don't need to rant on it again. I've done it before. At some point, you really need to go outside of your organization when you have failed and get the smartest, the brightest, the best from another organization and hand them the keys to your organization and let them redo stuff. That is not going to happen. So maybe that means it's Chris Getz. Maybe that means it's still Rick Hahn. Either way, it means it's still Kenny Williams and it's still the infrastructure that you have which puts you in a very frustrating overall place. And I got to say, that is the backdrop for all White Sox conversation. So I wanted to share that here in segment one, just the reality of it, because it, it, it makes you wonder, you know, where you're supposed to start and how you're supposed to get to a better place overall. But hey, like I said, they almost won that ball game yesterday. And as the texture points out, boy, how often have White Sox fans heard that? I am, boy, I, I you almost pulled that one out. Boy, it was, it, was, it was close. It was close. Yeah, long time, long time coming. Meanwhile, the Cubs had no shot yesterday once Giancarlo Stanton went deep and then went deep again, and Garrett Cole was on the mound. And good for Mike Talkman getting a home run in the ballpark that he used to play in. He's been a very nice story. Um, for this season for the Cubs. The Friday night win was terrific. And Jamison Tyone, out of nowhere, again in a ballpark that he used to call home. That's got to be a big part of it. Shows up with eight innings of one-hit shutout ball. Just struck out four, so it's not as if he was blowing people away. He was just executing and doing his thing. But there the Cubs are where they are. And the big picture, I got to say, it, to me, it's a stasis since Friday because there's one up and one down. I speak on baseball every day as part of Parkinson's Spiegel, as I mentioned. And I always wonder who's with me just on Sundays, you know, because every day seems to be kind of a new conversation regarding the Cubs. But the truth is that I got somewhere during the week that I need to voice to you. The vibe has shifted for me, I made a mental transition during and after the Brewers series because the Brewers series was unbelievable, wasn't it? It was, it was an incredible series. It had everything. 23 to 22, 
was the total aggregate run score, the Brewers, by one run. Meanwhile, the Cubs outhit them 40-35. to 35. There were all those comebacks, some incredible defense from Hap and Amaya and Nico on that double play and the two throwouts to, to, to end that game. But there was so much that had gone on. And then there you were at the end of that game, the end of that four-game series, looking at it. And I realized as I looked up, and part of it was that Monday loss, that terrible, terrible loss from 6 nothing, that it's transition time for me mentally. I have led with optimism about this year's Cubs in my own head the entire time, really from spring training and beyond. And at this point, I'm disappointed in the record. I'm disappointed in where they are. I want to say to them, look, Cubs, you're better than this. You're better than this. The truth is, though, I thought they were better than this. And I have to admit, I was wrong. They're not better than this. The Brewers are better than them. I know some people didn't think that after that series, but I've watched the Brewers a bunch. They're very fast and very young with a legit closer, which changes your mindset in the back of the bullpen, and they have the best manager in the division. They're a a remarkable organization in terms of they continue to turn over useful, viable players, even though they don't pay their stars. Christian Yelich in the past 23 games is back to being the freaking Yelich of 17 and 18 that tormented you. And Willie Adamas is just a badass of a ball player. A great grab by them from Tampa Bay. So I think the Brewers are better. And I know the Reds are better. I saw it up close six weeks ago. Remember I came in here after being there for part of some of those games saying, Woo, that team is young and fast and hungry and they're going after it and they're taking 90 feet from you every chance they get. And look at the Reds now. They need starting pitching and they'll go get some. But look at that collection of young players and now here back is Joey Votto um, and, and offensively, Joey Votto has shown up in the last couple of weeks. All of a sudden, their mix, both those teams have that mix that you want of young, cheap talent on rookie deals with rookie, wide-eyed, intense energy mixed with a couple of grizzled veterans who are inspired by said young, cheap talent. Cubs don't have that mix right now because their young guys are not quite ready. Man, if Matt Mervis was here and producing, it would have changed the trajectory of the year. I really do think in a big, big way, a lefty power bat who's young and hungry in the middle of your lineup to go along with everything you have, or if Brennan Davis was ready and healthy, maybe both, right? If Pete Crow Armstrong was a little further ahead, and maybe they could just get crazy aggressive with him, we'll talk about it. But you know what I mean? That that's They're not quite ready, obviously, to deliver those young prospects the way the Reds have delivered Matt McClain and uh, Ellie De La Cruz and... Who's the other one? The first baseman that they and sometime left fielder who they got from uh, Minnesota. Steer? Yes. You know, they have they have those guys. They're here. They're producing. Cubs don't yet. So I don't lead with optimism about these Cubs for this year in my own head. I believe that they're going to end up sellers and probably should on Marcus Stroman and Cody Bellinger. And Bellinger's. Sahad of Sharma with a great piece in The Athletic today about Bellinger, about how maybe he should be part of the future, but you're not going to sign him to an extension during the year because Scott Boris doesn't allow that. Um, Bellinger, you have figured out a way to get him comfortable and get him productive, and that's impressive because I didn't think it was coming. So maybe Bellinger will be an extension candidate. Maybe he will have loved it here so much that you can sign him in the offseason, but you're not going to sign him during the season. With all that said, if you decide you want to profit from your thoughtful sign and flip with Bellinger. I get it. Stroman. I think you have to move at this point, but we'll see. The schedule does allow for some optimism and dreaming for literally the next two weeks. It does allow for it. And we get the sense that the front office does not want call from mom. Answer it. 
Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. To sell. That, in fact, maybe they want to buy, that they want to consider themselves a contender. They want you and ownership and the team and the locker room to consider themselves a contender for this division. So they're in a very tricky spot. All right, I've gone big picture on both sides of town. Now we throw open the phone lines. We throw open the text lines at 312-644-6767. Jim Deshays at the top of the hour. I will um, explore my team envy. A little bit later on in the hour, and we'll talk to you right here on Hit and Run on 670 The Score. Hit and Run with Matt Spiegel, Sunday mornings on The Score. Driven out to right field, giving Chase Suzuki into the corner, turning, looking. It's a fair ball off the wall. Torres will round third. He's coming home. How about this? Stanton's going for a triple, and he will make it as the Yankees lead 5-1. Oh, that's a home that's run. A that's home a home run. That's off the foul pole. Absolutely, that's a home run. Overturn. It is a home run. This is a tough lineup for his pitch mix, I think, a little bit today. A lot of veteran right-handed hitters. Um, I think getting ahead is probably a good start, being able to land the breaking ball consistently. And, you know, I think fastball command is always something we can improve on. I have to go back and look. I can't specifically touch on today, but... Yeah, there's, there's things to work on, but some of that's just confidence and rhythm and feeling the feeling up the zone. And um, you know, his last start, we didn't play great defense behind him, so there's a little bit of that in there that, that contributes to that. And we get a lead, and I, I take him out a little bit early. Some of that's on me. That's David Ross trying to be diplomatic and defend John uh, Drew Smiley, not John Smiley, who spelled his last name differently and was a member of the Pittsburgh Pirates, among others. No, no, no. But Drew Smiley who spells his name this way and is a member of the Chicago Cubs. Last eight starts for Drew Smiley. It's an ERA of 6.75 in his last eight starts. A batting average against of 323. An OPS against of 996. Dude is getting rocked. So that's not good. (laughs) Stroman having his three worst starts of the year. And even those weren't that bad. But still, that's what his have been over the past three. Jameson Tyone with the great start on Friday night. Kyle Hendricks has been terrific. Oh, boy. He's been fun. Nice to see Kyle Hendricks being himself on a manageable team option contract for next year. And looking once again like a guy who could age and has, but could age into the future very, very nicely 
in terms of having himself a nice, long, viable MLB career. And that would be pretty cool. And maybe it'll be here. We'll see what happens. But Justin Steele is the ace, and we'll see. And nobody named the official starter yet for the All-Star game. Justin Steele right there in terms of the possibilities. I don't know. If it's not him, who else would it be, right? Zach Gallen, Spencer Strider, Bryce Elder. Those are the people that it might be. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Strider, even though his first-half numbers don't deserve it necessarily. But such the most well-known name out of that group. I think the most well-known, exciting, fun name out of that group and had a great year last year, and the Braves the best team in baseball. So it would not surprise me if it's uh, Spencer Strider to start the All-Star game. But we will see. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Lots to get to and lots of your calls as well. Jim Deshays at 10 o'clock. This is Danny in Bucktown who kicks us off on the score. Good morning, Danny. Hey, good morning. Uh, you mentioned before the break how the front office is still, for the Cubs, that is, uh, is still probably considering trying to buy, 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 which I do like about them. My question to him would be what number that would be for the Cubs in the standings-wise. Because uh, the eight games back right now, and we've seen from, you know, Giants, Braves, Nationals in recent years make good playoff runs, uh, even though they were behind. Um, so that's, that's like kind of a big question. Like how far out do they really need to be? Um, and because I mean, this starting staff, you would hate to waste such a good year from this starting staff. Yeah, it's a good call, Danny. I, I, I don't know exactly what it would be in terms of where the standings are, because the conundrum that I gave you in terms of like getting nothing for Stroman, possibly nothing for Bellinger while you kind of wish and a hope that the second half turns out better because the schedule is more kind, is a tough one. It, I mean, let me, let me toss it back at you. If you're five games back at the deadline with still the Reds and the Brewers in front of you, that means you've picked up three games between now and the deadline. You're five games back with two teams in front of you. You selling on those guys? My thing is, is that they're probably making a bigger slash in free agency than they would with any prospects. I mean, I guess Stroman would probably bring the biggest haul as opposed to Bellinger just being, uh, being a bat. It's just, that's just kind of how it goes with, with pitchers versus batters. But I, uh, I, I think I would still, uh, if you're five back, yeah, I, I would probably go for it. It'll at least add a lefty um, to the bullpen. But, I'm, man, the bullpen is just so just – you know, not effective. Well, think about, think about what the conundrum is, Danny, and thank you for the call. So let's say you could add five prospects, two legit prospects for the combined trade hall of Stroman and Bellinger. Cause for Stroman, I think you'll get God, I, I, I mean, it's going to be an incredibly appetizing rental and, and so will Bellinger don't minimize the value of a, Gold glove caliber center fielder or first baseman with a winning pedigree who is rolling right now. And hits lefties. Hits a lefty who hits lefties. You know who would be interested? The Yankees, where he's playing right now. There, there are many teams that would, that would give you stuff. So, look, if I told you you could get two legit top 50 prospects and three other kind of wild card, um, you know, scratch-off tickets, three other lottery tickets of single-A pitchers or things like that. Some maybe Owen Casey-type guys? Yeah, an Owen Casey-type guy who does who does eventually pan out as an offensive player or some, you know, some some young pitchers who turn into – a young guy who turns into Kate Horton. You know, like, it, if I told you you get two top 50 prospects and three other scratch-off tickets for those two guys or – you have an entertaining second half of the year, don't win and get nothing. That's a very tricky thing. And I believe that the truly dispassionate, emotionless baseball analytical boss would say, I've got to sell five back of two teams in a mediocre division. But I'm not sure that that's what they do. They, they, this might be one of those years where they don't take advantage of the possible flips and they don't like it but they're doing what feels right and showing some 
belief in their team. I, I mentioned the schedule and how it plays out. So the Brewers have the Reds for one more and then three after the break. Then they're in Philly for three. They have the Braves, the Reds again, and the Braves again. Brewers might get their ass kicked between now and the deadline. We'll see. The Reds have those seven with Milwaukee. They're home for the Giants. They're at Dodger Stadium just before the deadline. I don't think the Reds are going anywhere in your standings. This is Ron on the south side who was on hit and run on the score this morning. Good morning, Ron. Hey, Steve. I, 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 I was out at the game yesterday. I, this has to be one of the worst teams as far as hitting with men on base. Got a little optimistic. They got a couple men on in the ninth inning. But just but back to what you were talking about, Speedy, as far well, we already know they're going to be a seller, so we don't, people don't have to talk about that. Uh, now, the obvious, um, Giolito, Lopez, uh, probably Lynn. And now you mentioned they'll probably hold on to some of the affordable players, maybe Barnaburg. Now, here's the thing, Speak, the big question mark, the so-called nucleus. What do you do with Tim Anderson? You can't trade your Mankata. Nobody, he's oh $24 million next year. Yeah. Say it again. Eloy, there's still again. too many questions about Eloy. See, so those are the three. What happens with, with those? The other ones, you can pretty much easy to make some decisions. So that's it. Yeah. What did you do with those three? The so-called failed nucleus. Yeah, the failed nucleus is right. Mankata making $24 million next year. 24.8, so damn near 25. He's here playing somewhere. T.A. with that 14 mil option next year, the way he's going offensively, everybody knows now. The Dodgers know. Everybody knows. I, I mean, maybe T.A. will be dealt, but you're not getting value for him. So maybe they keep him. Eloy at 13 mil next year, legit power bat. He might get dealt. And I, maybe it would hurt some Sox fans to see Eloy get dealt. But I could very much see a team saying that's a dude that I could get like Solaire for the Braves a couple years ago or Adam Duvall, somebody who can just come in and be a fourth outfielder DH type and hit a bunch of bombs for you with that legit power. So I think I think it's possible that Eloy has dealt. I think Lance Lynn is as good as gone. Texas Rangers, someplace familiar, or the aforementioned Cincinnati Reds for Lance Lynn. Um, I think Giolito, sadly, as uh, as good as gone. And obviously in the bullpens, if Joe Kelly can come back and be a little bit healthy, if Mike Clevenger can come back and be a little bit healthy, they'll get dealt. I think Kendall Graveman is probably going to be dealt. I think Aaron Bummer as a lefty specialist is going to be dealt. I don't know if Reynaldo Lopez will be. He's an unrestricted free agent to be. Very cheap, though, but... I mean, I think Lopez is a is a malleable arm with some power that I would probably try and and, and keep if you could. But you know, th- there's just there there's there's not a lot. There's not a lot that. But all those guys that I just said, those five or those six, I think will be gone. Mark is in South Bend on six seventy. The score. Hello, Mark. Good morning. Good morning, Steve. I want to chime on three quick things, and I'll wait for your answer. The first thing is on Jim Rice. I, I agree what you were saying last week. We used to go to the games when Boston came to town to play the White Sox. Twice a year, we'd show up when the gates were open to watch Jim Rice and Fred Lynn take batting practice. We would get seats in the reserve outfield, hoping to catch balls from those two. Those were a dynamic duel back in the day in the late 70s. The second thing is Joey Votto. Joey Votto's absolutely the most funniest professional athlete I ever heard in my life. His resurgence is invigorating to baseball. He's a great classy act. Uh, and uh, the last thing, Louis, Louis Robert Jr. going to the All-Star game. That'll be interesting to see. And if he can stay healthy, he kind of reminds me of an Eric Davis and a, and a Ken Griffey Jr. playing in the outfield with Mickey Mantle muscles. Yeah, I mean, the, the, it's fun to throw around those superlatives for Luis Robert, which were thrown around as he was being scouted, and then when he arrived and people got a look, and then they seemed kind of outsized and out of sorts. But right now, that dude is absolutely on fire and incredibly entertaining. 
to watch and statistically has been phenomenal and will be one of the favorites for that home run derby. You see how easy the swing is for him to take the ball out. You know, just how easy the power does seem to come for him because he's so strong. So he uses that major league velocity to his own advantage by just taking a nice, easy swing. He's a fun one. I'm glad the White Sox are having fun with him. Stan is in Bellwood on 670 The Score. Good morning, Stan. Hey, I'm here, Steve. Good morning. How you doing? I'm great. Thank you. I need a break, Speaks. Thank God for the uh, all-star <laughs> game here. I need a break. I'm worn out, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching the White Sox, I get it. Frustrating oh, as hell. Oh, right? absolutely. Listen, uh, uh, two things. Quickly on the Cubs. Uh, not much of a conundrum there, Speaks. They basically need to ask themselves one question here, and that's uh, that is if they really Jed Hoyer, if he really sincerely believes that they have a viable and uh, decent shot at winning the division. Uh, I think I agree with your assessment of the Brewers and the Reds. Those teams are both better than the Cubs. Mm -hmm. Uh, The wild card is just – the wild card is off the table. Uh, The door slams shut there. They got no shot. They would have to leapfrog five teams for a berth there, and all the teams ahead of them are better than them and better than the teams in the Central, you know, except Mm -hmm. for Milwaukee. So that's not going to happen. So, you know, I'm curious, uh, and I'll be watching – closely uh, uh, at what Hoyer decides to do. Uh, you know, if he thinks they do, then they can't half as it speaks. They have to do some heavy duty adding on if they feel that they have a shot. Otherwise, he should just forget it and, you know, try to get something for the guys that uh, they have. He gave it a good shot over the winter. And, you know, they deserve kudos for the effort and for the acquisitions that they made. I think they're pointed in the right direction. Thank you, Stan. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that overall, that, that's where it's going to be. You know, because if the decision is, do I go for an entertaining second half with a shot at the division, or do I get what I can for Stroman and Bellinger um, and maybe one or two others, I think you got to make that decision. They did go for it and try to make themselves kind of a surprise contender. And had a chance to do it. Um, but overall, they are trending in the right direction. And it, it, to me, it is not the time to mortgage stuff from that farm system to go out and buy some things. If you want to go status quo and not get something for Stroman and Bellinger, then uh, okay, I guess. But I would go ahead and get something for them. And, and then attack your weaknesses with ferocity in the offseason. Those weaknesses being third base maybe first base if you're convinced that Mervis is not ready to come up and do the thing and designated hitter power power and specifically from the left hand side and you'll have to look at all the free agency and see what's there for you and it's not a great class and we'll have time to look at that but that's kind of stuff that has to be in your head as you're thinking about everything right now um the most thrilling player in the game, part of my team, Envy. We'll get to that and more of your phone calls on the Cubs and the Sox before Jim Deshays at the top of the hour right here on Hit and Run. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. On 670 The Score. 
Hit and run with Matt Spiegel. Sunday mornings on the score. Big lead for Fraley. Bottle swing. High fly. Deep right. Tie game. The second level behind the bullpen, which does a dance once more. Joey Votto is on fire, and the Reds have drawn even. Joey Votto is just kind of saying, hey, kids, let me show you how it's done. Imagine being Joey Votto and having a great career and spending the last few years in the only town you've ever played for the only team you've ever played as your career is winding down and your team just sucks and sucks and sucks. And then you're hurt and you're sitting there and you watch this unbelievable surge led by incredible young players and you get a chance then to come back and be a part of it as the old head. At age 39, Joey Votto has eight hits in his last four games. He's got four homers in his last six games. He is, uh, he's a major part of what they're doing now, having moved Spencer Steer out to left field when he does play first base, or of course now he can DH. And he's the old head who gets to lead. This is Matt Spiegel on Hit and Run on 670 The Score. There's a young player for Cincinnati named Will Benson. Will Benson was the 14th overall draft pick in 2016 by the Cincinnati or the Cleveland Guardians. Okay? And he wasn't very good with Cleveland. Wasn't great in the system. Got traded to the Reds a couple years ago. Through seven minor league seasons, he was hitting 221. The Reds called him up this year. On the 28th of May, he was hitting 074 for the Reds. And he was on a team plane with Joey Votto, who was still injured, not playing. But Votto sat down with him, and they had a long talk about how to approach at-bats and how to have good at-bats and have hitting philosophies that make sense. And Benson listened to Votto. They had this talk, and it The very next game, he went three for five, including a triple. And he told the Cincinnati Inquirer this week, I knew at that point, after that triple, I knew at that point what I was trying to do was correct. There was a lot I was trying to grasp. I'm thankful that Joey Votto took the time and broke down some things for me. He helped a lot of things make sense. That triple was the moment where I thought, yeah, we're doing this. He went on to say, I really thank God for Joey Votto. You know what Will Benson is doing since the 28th of May? He's hitting 360. He's hitting freaking 360 in 31 games, 26 starts. He's got an OPS over one, 1. 1.092 for Will Benson. Who... I mean, that's a really cool stat. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, no problem, Justin. 360 since Votto had a conversation with him on the airplane. The value of real OG veteran leaders, the value of old heads. I I was telling Ryan Porth, who loves the Reds more than anybody, I want the Reds to trade for Zach Greinke just because I want the idea of Greinke and Votto as the old heads for this young batch of ridiculously exciting Cincinnati Reds. This is the best idea you've ever had. I love this <laughs> idea so much. Just those two dudes who like – don't care about anything in terms of personal anxiety. They're just free to be their own weird selves. And Granky, man, like he did a couple years ago for Houston in the playoffs, I think that dude is capable of, like, changing speeds, mixing it up, and giving you six perfect innings in a playoff start. I, I think he's totally capable of that again. Don't you? As, like, a third or fourth starter in a, for a playoff series? He's got that chapter left in him. I'm convinced. I agree the 100%. Like, we were talking about, like, we were going to talk to Jim Deshays here in a little yeah. bit. Him and uh, Girardi were going back and forth about Hendricks and just, like, him teasing and, like, oh, kind of, like, you know, like, here, we'll put a beautiful. change up a little bit here. We'll lower it down here. Just yeah. kind of teasing guys. Like, Granky loves that. Granky did it. He did it in the playoffs a couple years ago for the Astros when he was past his prime. He's still past his prime. He's still got that in there. So, uh, Reds, go get Zach Granky. Uh, I think that would be entertaining. I think you deserve a finder seat for that. Yeah, well, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'll take that fee. I'll take a portion of the of the transfer fee. It is soccer, right? Ben is in Queens on Hit and Run. Good morning, Ben. How are you? 
Is Bartolo Colon still available for the Reds? <laughs> They'll DH him. They'll put him at DH. I'm telling you. All right. Give those guys Lance Lynn and Zach Greinke and watch them get to the NLCS. You heard it here yes. first. Yes, I tell you. <laughs> Big, so great to talk to you. Listen, just a couple thoughts before I piggyback on your Brewers thoughts because, man, did you hit the nail on the head. Okay, so I went to the game yesterday. At the beginning of the game, I saw something I had never seen, man. So there's terraces on each side of the batter's eye at Yankee Stadium. I was out in one just kind of checking out everything. So Smiley's in uh, left center field warming up. Cole's in right center field. There's like, you know, maybe 100 yards in between them. All of a sudden, the entire Cubs starting rotation comes out, and they're just hanging out on the field out there on the field. With, you know, both pitchers are warming up. And then when Smiley goes – into the bullpen for his final warm-ups. They all went into the bullpen and they sat on the fence just sitting there. And I thought, wow, what a moment of solidarity. But then a thought entered my mind. It's like, wait, are they, like, enjoying this moment because maybe they think they're not going to be together as a group anymore? No, 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 Ben. They've been doing it for doing it all season. It, it's something they've started. They, they all watch each other when they're doing that final warm-up. And right, they watch each other's bullpens. So, so, sometimes, sometimes they watch the bullpen in, in between starts, like the day three bullpen. Right? Who who brought it over? Was it Tyon? It was Jamison Tyon. Yeah, they did it with the Yankees, and then he decided to bring it there. Yeah. So, so the Cubs have been doing that. I I, I absolutely love it. I think I think it's a, a great thing for camaraderie of a pitching staff. Well, I'm glad you tell me that because I saw that. I thought, wow, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you know. Giancarlo non sui posto parlo. Oh my God, that home run hurt my nether region. Like every man, every male in the South Bronx would, oh, you know, Cody Decker has talked about this. He had a 450 home run and every male just went, oh. Yeah. But listen, you know, speaks, Cubs aren't exactly where I would have wanted them to be, you know, and that's okay. But God, what you said about the Brewers is spot on because look, from the latter half of August of 2018, the Brewers have looked across the field at the Cubs as an inferior opponent, mm-hmm. and they have beat the Cubs ever since then, and they have been a better team. And I thought maybe this year, maybe this year, the Cubs could flip the script, uh, you know, because I thought the Brewers are going with the youth movement as well as the Reds, but the Cubs decided, well, we're going to, you know, sign Bellinger and Hosmer and Mancini. We're going to uh, go with Tyone. We're going we're gonna to go the veteran because our youth movement is not quite ready. But this is the problem. You know, the Cubs have had three bells of the ball in the Arizona Fall League. I'll say Nelson Velasquez, I would think, at 19, and then Brendan Davis, and then Matt Murris. But this is not translating to production at the major league level. And this is something that is kind of worrying me, because the other problem is, you know, with the signing of Ian Happ, now you've blocked that. You've got Suzuki and Wright. You're going to have PCA and center. So what are you going to do with Canario? And what are you going to do with Davis? And what are you going to do with these outfield bats that uh, need to work? So like you said, with, with Matt Mervis, man, Matt Mervis had to work this year because the Cubs have huge holes in their lineup. Yes, it had to work, Ben. It had to happen. Um, and, and I was clamoring for it before opening day and then clamoring for it in the opening month. And he got here and it didn't happen, and it was such a freaking bummer. And at least Morell is here and hitting bombs and showing that that is a major league bat, a major league power bat that has to be in there, and they'll figure out the position. One thing on the – don't worry about outfielders blocking other outfielders. Just, just don't worry about it. It'll, it'll work itself out. Um, you know, maybe somebody learns first base if need be. You've got the DH that, that you can play with. Um, you know, it, it'll – it, it'll work itself out in, in that regard. But, yeah, the Brewers thing, here's the deal. The Brewers are the predominant rival for the Chicago Cubs these days, not the Cardinals. It's the Brewers. The rivalry has so much juice. It has so much history the last seven, eight years or so. And, you know, in terms of the emotions of that series, yes, the Cubs had to fight them off in 2017. But since the end of 2018, when the Brewers won eight in a row to finish the year, forced the one-game playoff, and Yelich was great, and then the Cubs lost their one gamer to Colorado. Council and Brewers fans have known that they're better, and it's still that way. And and I saw it. And young players come up in that team, that system, and they 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 join that vibe, and they feel that vibe. So also the thing about the rivalry, the fans being so close, those games are a split demo, and they keep churning out kids who can play. So. 
the Brewers is the standard bearer, and now I'm and with that, I think they're better, and I and I feel like they're better. And then the Reds just have this crazy, possibly special youngness and OG Votto ness that is remarkable. I didn't even play the Reds highlight that everybody's talking about. We'll get there during the course of the show. Don't you worry. We'll get there. Lots to get to, including uh, the Angels being the same as it ever was. We'll do that at some point. Um, I have a ton of stuff to get you in the last two hours. Dan Evans will join us one hour from now. Um, Looking very much forward to talking to Dan about Sabre, about Field of Dreams, and about White Sox past, uh, White Sox present maybe as well. Uh, But coming up, Jim Deshays from New York and Yankee Stadium coming up here on Hit and Run on 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.